Welcome to All Things Prophetic with Keith Ferrante. Get ready to learn about seeing in the Spirit, hearing God, partnering with angels, understanding dreams and visions, and most of all, how to honor the presence of Jesus so you can go higher into the heavenly realms. Here we go! Hey everybody, Keith Ferrante here. Just want to talk to you for a few moments about the Mordecai anointing. I love Mordecai. The Lord really gave me a heart for Mordecai. Um, a long time ago when he asked me the question, um, <clears throat> you know, Keith, what kind of a, a calling do you want to walk in? And I said, what's that? He said, there's two kinds of callings. There's the calling to be the one, and there's the calling to raise up the ones. And he <clears throat> began to take me through, you know, people like Mordecai and Esther. Mordecai was the one that raised up the ones. Esther was the one. You know, there was people like Samuel. Of course, Samuel was the, a, a national leader, but then Samuel raised up Saul. Didn't turn out too good, but he raised up King David as well. And, you know, Samuel was the one raising up the ones. David was the one. And there was people like Samson's parents who, you know, the angel came to and said, this is how you're to raise up Samson. And so, you know, Samson was the one that brought the deliverance and the breakthrough, you know, had some good, bad, and ugly times. And so you see sometimes in these guys' lives, we're, we're always enamored by the one, the prophetic voice, the person that comes on the scenes and releases the words and, and, the, and, uh, and releases the breakthrough and releases the prophetic acts and the words of knowledge and the glory and the prophetic songs and you know the prophetic evangelism, prophetic healing. And it's like, wow, I want to be the one. I want to be the one. And because and we love those individuals, those heroes, and that's how our culture is built. Here, you know, for those of you who are in America, that's how American culture is built. It's built around being the one, being the hero. Anyone can be a hero. And there's something so great about that, which is so good. Pursue your dreams. Yes, we should do that. But the, the Lord began to turn me on to this different anointing probably about 10 years ago when I was over in Fiji. And I, be, you know, I was used to always doing the stuff, being the one that prophesied, being the one that ministered, healed, you know, prayed for the sick, and they, you know, hopefully they got healed sometimes, and all those kind of things. And and but it, but the job we started running these supernatural schools, and the job of running the supernatural schools was to see other people raised up, see other people come into breakthrough, see the other people do the stuff, and that's like one of the markings of someone that's called to be a prophet, it's called, you know, it's like, you, you know, uh, or a fivefold gift, you know, uh, a pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle, is like somebody who loves to see other people do the stuff. And, you know, uh, even Paul the Apostle, this, you know, there's a lot of teachers, but few fathers. You know, I fathered you through the gospel. And I think one of the signs of maturity in us is that we actually love to nurture us. We get more excitement. And I, and I caught that. Like, wow, I, I went over and we were, you know, doing a supernatural school in Fiji. And I'm like, I, I it made it my goal. It's like, I'm not there to do the stuff. I'm there to train them to do the stuff. So I wouldn't be the guy preaching everywhere, doing all the stuff. I was the guy having the team do the stuff and then coaching them on it, help them nurture them, giving them pointers on it. And it's like you became the coach. And it's like in, in, our, in our church culture, oftentimes no one wants to be the coach unless you're maybe the pastor. We all, we, but you know, like even the pastor, like they're the ones that do the main preaching. So in a sense, they're not really reproducing from their pulpit, you know, the ones. They are being the one. You know, and yes, of course, we're trying to equip the saints, you know, you know, throughout the week to do stuff in their own ground. But I think there's kind of a mindset shift that needs to happen. It's like, 
I, I caught that Mordecai spirit. It's like, of course, I want to be the one. If God wants to send me as a prophetic voice to this influence or that person, I always I say yes because it actually helps me raise up the ones better that I've got a little bit of juice. But like my primary is not to be the one. My primary is to raise the one, to raise up the ones, to raise up the people. Now, it, it's there's a greater joy about it. I mean, for those of you that have been a parent, you, you know what I'm talking about. There's this joy about helping and seeing your sons and daughters succeed. I mean, I get so excited. I'm going there and I'm cheering on my son at his basketball games, my daughter as she sings and the different things that they're doing. It's my, you know, and I'm trying to give them pointers if I can, or sometimes I'm just there to support, you know, I'm praying for them behind the scenes. I mean, they're the one up there and they're in the, the limelight. They're trying to figure it all out. They're working through confidence issues. They're, they're you know, they're, they're growing, you know, maybe after they do it, we talk about stuff. It's like, wow, it's such a fulfilling joy to do that. And I see oftentimes in the world today, uh, the majority of the prophets that are out there are being the prophet. They're being the one. They're doing the great stuff. But I'm like, come on, how much more could you actually release if you actually caught the father's heart, which it's his greatest joy to see the son released? I mean, it's like, hey, the father's like, I've, I've released, I saved everything for my son. For my son, Jesus, listen to the son. And then, of course, the son, because he's healthy, is like, hey, listen to the father. And I think that's how it works. It's like a healthy, you know, someone that is the one and the one that's raising up the ones. The healthy relationship is that they're mutually endorsing each other. I love to endorse my fathers and mothers in the faith. I love for them to have, you know, more open doors. I have a, I have a book out there. Get it if you're, if you're interested in this concept on how to raise up the ones or even how to, be, you know, how do I be a son so I can raise up, you know, so I can learn how to be a father? It's like, it's it's called Restoring the Father's Heart. It's a practical guide to, you know, um, raising up kingdom sons and daughters. And it's really good because it's like, this is my passion. And, and I've had, but in that book, I mean, I'm sounding the gong of all my different spiritual fathers and mothers. I'm I'm sharing their stories. I love to tell people about so-and-so. It's like, you need to hear so-and-so. You need to connect with so-and-so. Some of them are famous people. Some of them are not famous. It doesn't really matter to me. It's like, there's something good in them. You should catch. And see, that's a good Esther. That's a good, like, David or a good Samson. He's pointing back to the parents, you know, that helped pave the way for him, like Zachariah, you know, that raised up John the Baptist. You know, I mean, where would John the Baptist be without Zachariah, you know, and Elizabeth? You know, where would Jesus be without Mary and Joseph? I mean, we want we want to give the, all the kudos. You know, of course, Jesus is the king. He's the savior, all of that. But there was a Mary that treasured things up in her heart. There was a Joseph. They were teaching Jesus stuff. They were stewarding them. And so it's like, don't discount both anointings. I think we can be both. We can be, sometimes there's a place where we need to be the one. We need to be the voice. We need to speak up. We need to do the act that, that you know, we need to like be the one that's working and and demonstrating and leading and all those things. Do that prophesying and ministering. But then we, you, you need to, I, I just encourage you to get a heart of love. Like be one of the ones where Paul said there's many teachers, but few fathers. Like be one of those fathers and mothers that like you start getting a joy and you're so secure that it isn't about you anymore. You want people to be heard. <clears throat> you want people to be blessed. You want people to come into <clears throat> an encounter with the Lord for themselves. You know, and, and, and like I said, Esther, she goes before the king, she gets promoted, you know, and then what happens? What does she do? She brings Mordecai up, and I think that's an amazing kingdom way that God wants to do. It's like the fathers that they're just so excited to release the sons and daughters, and you know, Mordecai is raising up Esther, she gets promoted, but then she, you know, she's 
she raises him up. And Mordecai's name is feared in all of the land. It's like he gets more authority than Esther. After that, the last chapter or two of, of Esther is all about Mordecai. So it's like, you know, that's how it should work in the kingdom. It's like honor should flow both ways as the fathers are honoring the children, valuing them, speaking into them, raising up, seeing the good in them. When the, the, you know, the spiritual son or daughter comes into a place of influence, they become a voice. They begin to get hurt. They begin to pull up some of the fathers and mothers that are in their life because it's like, don't forget the people that have spoken into you. Don't just, hey, now I'm somebody... You know, and sometimes we talk like we had nobody training us. I'm like, I know the reason why I'm doing as well as I'm doing, whatever that looks like, is because of the fathers and mothers of my life, because of the promotion they've given me, because of the things they've taught me, because they've walked journeys with me, because they've heard me in my bad days and my good days, because they're there for me. And so it's like so so many times you hear people and they're talking like they're the one, like they're they're the only one in their life that ever was. Like they got all their revelation from the Lord. It's like, you know what? I know, like in my own life. Most of my revelation did not come from Keith. Yes, I hear God. I talk to God. I spend time with God every day. And yes, I do get fresh revelation. But you know what? Who knows if like three years ago, one of my mentors seeded that idea into me and it took three years to germinate and then it kind of blossoms and all of a sudden I'm like, this is my idea. You know, I'm just not... I don't want to be arrogant enough to think everything that I'm getting is mine. And I and I do believe God's given me some great stuff. But why has he given me some great stuff and some unique stuff? It's because I've valued some voices and I've and I've received the things that they've put and they actually seeded me in the right direction so that I could get some revelation. They actually provoked me. You need to you need to sow. I mean, that's why I raise up prophets, because I had people like Daniel saying you need to raise up prophets. I mean, yes, I've caught some stuff that's unique, but I throw the idea back off at Dano. He gives me ideas. I give him ideas. We have this relationship, but I'm getting acceleration, you know, and sometimes he's sparking me with ideas. Sometimes I'm sparking him. And so I'm like, how far could have I gone if I didn't have anybody? I mean, we got to stop thinking individualistically. We got to start realizing, hey, I'm, I'm not... That's not how it works in the kingdom. It's a family. It's connection. It's inheritance. It's because I'm, I'm connected to people because I'm, you know, because I've honored the fathers and mothers and I've been blessed. God's opened up doors for me. He's promoted me. And I'm so thankful for all those. And I want the same for every one of us. It's like my heart is to see the prophets emerge, to see the prophetic voices emerge, to see you emerge. But to emerge, you, you need to receive the fathers and mothers in your life. To emerge, you need to value them. And sometimes to emerge, you need to be the father and mother. It's like, how come I'm not... You know, I, I don't I don't have any fathers and mothers in my life. Well, be the father and mother. Maybe you're going to break a generational curse where there were no fathers and mothers given to you. You learn to be one to someone else. Like I said, if you want to learn some good, valuable tools on how to be a father and mother, I think, I think some people, they have the heart of a father, but they don't have the skill set of a father. Like, get my book, you know, uh, Restoring the Father's Heart. It's got a lot of great practical tools. So I hope this was helpful for you. Just want to shine a little light on what I would call the Mordecai anointing. And it's like, Lord, I just pray that you would just give people such a passion to be the father, to father the next generation, to get such a love, to see the next generation. I mean, I had to youth pastor for a few years so that I would see the next generation. And I see youth now. And, you know, yes, I can father people that are older than me, my age. They can be 50. They can be 30. They can be 10. I can father. But now it's like, I don't. My heart is not just for like the, you know, the 30-year-old, the 40-year-old. My heart is like the teenager, and I have this father's heart. It's like I love to see the next generation rise up. And yeah, sometimes the generation's older than me. That's awesome. But I just love to see the generations rise. So I'm just encouraging you, do whatever it takes to get a heart 
for others, to get a heart to multiply yourself. That's, that's the sign that you're actually growing and getting healthy and you're moving beyond being a child or a young man in the faith. You know, I'll close with that. First John says, you know, there's children, there's young men, and there's fathers. And, I, you know, you go through these stages, but it's like the goal is to become a father. I mean, yes, enjoy it if you're a young man. Enjoy it if you're in that stage. You could be 60 and be in the young man stage. Young man is all about learning to overcome in the spirit. Children, it's all about learning the acceptance and forgiveness of Christ. But fathers know him who's from the beginning. I believe that means they know beginnings. They can see the original design. So they can see the original design in the next generation. They can see the original uh, you know, design in cities and churches and nations. It depends on you know where God has given them favor. But they see the original design, and then they start helping nurture people according to that design that they see. And they start calling people out, speaking to their identity, speaking to their destiny, giving their purpose, creating safety so the young can really go forward and they can go farther. So come on, let the Mordecai, you know, a mantle be released. Let the this, this fathering mother anointing be upon you. I just pray that you get so excited to see someone else grow and it not just be all about you. I mean, I, 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 you know, sometimes I, I go overseas and I'll take a group of folks with me and I'm like, you know what, your job this week is not to be the one that prophesies over everyone. Your job this week is to like be able to help someone else prophesy, encourage someone else in the prophetic, like celebrate someone else, like go to the next level. Yeah, prophesy to demonstrate, but then prophesy, but then encourage those that are growing, maybe give them a few tips, help them go along, get so excited, like be that person like Paul that says, I long to come to you so I can impart some spiritual gifts to make you strong. Get excited that you want to give something away. And yeah, yeah, there's times to receive, there's times where you just need to be the voice you need to give, you need to release the prophetic word. We need to do that when it's strategic, but keep in mind fathering, you know, uh, keep in mind the heart of the father you know, the security of the Father, and get into that place of security where you get so happy to see other people raised up. And it's just not all about you. So bless you, bless you, bless you. Come on, let's see them raised up. Have a great day.